Campfire, a podcast, three dudes kicking it around the fire discussing the day's hot topics, their opinions, and all kinds of banter. Sit back, relax, tune in, and feel the warmth as the red light is about to turn on. Scotchy scotch scotch. And the red light's on with that scotchy Don't scotch scotch. <laughs> What's up, uh, y'all motherfuckers? So glad you're back. Complete. What is this, episode 206? 206, 806 814.2. Very nice. Very nice. Yes. What was uh? We we've got some listeners, don't we, guys? We do, man. Uh, apparently, uh, people are listening to us, and then uh, I gotta say thank you for listening, everybody. Absolutely, we love you, big time. It turns out, twenty twenty three was a great year for Campfire Podcast. So, big thank you to all of our listeners, and uh, we'll try to keep the wheels rolling on this uh, crazy train. And a big thank you to Keith for doing all the production. Because yes, he's the fucking yes. shit. Oh, no, big thank you. None of this would be possible without Keith. So, big thank you to him. Well, thank you all. And you know what? Especially because we're pushing this and we're seeing the numbers that we're getting just from the podcast, we want to extend everyone to go out and check us out on Rumble. Forget YouTube. YouTube's on a suck. And let's go to Rumble. You go to rumble.com forward slash user forward slash campfire a podcast check it out there's a big benefit to going out there come watch us on video you know uh i think you might enjoy the show a little more when you actually see our facial expressions and things like that uh but yeah it's a lot of fun check that out thank you we'll do more interesting things there too we can share videos and memes and and you can see me flip off Joe when he's talking and I'm not. Yeah, well, that tends to happen. Nick doesn't like being proven wrong, so he flips me off a lot. A lot, like you proved me wrong. <laughs> uh, maybe not, but I still love pissing you off. It's you, you my favorite pastime. You support your opinion and you think you've proved me wrong but you haven't because it's just an opinion and it's not a fact and that's why you're a stupid fucking liberal because you take your own opinion and try to make it fact eat shit go fuck yourself that's how i know you're dumb because i never ever fucking do that but in the end shit my main goal is to just piss you Bullshit. off. Like I just we say, argued about this, this the great. entire way home from Athens. <laughs> and it was all about your dumbass fucking opinion and how you think you're so gloriously right just because it's your opinion. <laughs> and you. See, folks, this is what I'm talking about. I have more fun pissing him off than I do being right, which I am almost all the time. But I don't care. I'd rather watch him get pissed off. That's okay. I have more fun playing devil's advocate than I do being right. So. Oh, that's that's why you always get pissed off. 
baseless, never, ever baseless admit. bullshit that comes out of your fucking hey, mouth. Even if I am playing devil's advocate, and I know I'm wrong, and I am writing the thinnest of ledges, I'm never going to capitulate. I'm never going to say you're right, I'm wrong. It's not going to happen. You got to stand for something. Even if it's nothing at all, you're at least standing Jesus on something. Christ. Which is better than all the panty-wasted liberals out there whose opinion changes by the news cycle. Well, this is true. This is very fucking true. Yeah. Well, now we're probably down to 49 viewers. I pissed somebody off there. Oh, well, fuck them. Moving on. I know. Let's talk about something that's really pissed us off this week. How... You know, I've always heard the saying that you could fuck up a wet dream, but I've never truly, you know, thought it was possible until you begin to consider government and the dumb fucking shit that government does. It is just astronomically ridiculous. I am so fucking fed up with this bureaucratic bullshit that goes on. Dude, all I wanted was a bag of gummies. That's it. That's all I wanted. I know. This... This fucking weed law here in Ohio is a perfect example of how fucked up government is. And it was a simple fucking thing. It really was. We already have medical dispensaries. And all they had to do was tell the dispensaries, okay, you can sell to the average consumer now. You don't have to check their card. And boom, the fucking dispensaries would have made a bunch of money. The state would have got their fucking taxes. Everybody would be stoned. It wouldn't be a fucking problem. But no. They got to manipulate and control things and all these stupid fucking narcissistic oh, hold on one second, though. and representatives. Let's go put ahead. A, go ahead. Put a pause you there. Shut me down. Go ahead. Yep. Shutting you down. What did you vote for? Did you vote for immediate use from dispensaries? You didn't. You voted for a position that it's going to take time. Now they're working on trying to get it to where we can have immediate use. So... Wait. So which but it was a very simple thing to do. Yeah, but, but it wasn't government that we voted. It's got to go through 176 levels of bureaucracy. Thank it's got to be taxed 47 ways from Sunday. This is fucking ridiculous. Now they're reducing the laws. You can't grow 12 plants. You can only grow six. You can't process it into hash oils and things. Uh it's just restriction after restriction and that 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 is my entire basis for my hatred of government it's too many restrictions okay but too what, many what was, restrictions so you're talking about what was introduced in the senate and passed the senate but still has to go to the house for passage by the way folks this is so this is state level not federal level yes it is this is state level this is all state um and as it should be, but in 2018, the federal government did decriminalize marijuana. With the farm bill? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, wonder, I wonder how much that guy was bullshitting us. Uh, there was a little bit of bullshit in there, naturally. Yeah, he was being a salesman. He wanted this to buy his Delta 8 gummies so goddamn bad. And I'm I... telling you what, you know what I got from that guy? That guy sold coke at one point in his life. I guarantee you that dude was a fucking coke dealer. I'm not saying currently, but at some point. He just, not that I've known a lot of coke dealers. However, 
I didn't get that from him. I got more of the idea that he was probably a used car salesman in a previous life. I mean... That's what I got from that guy. I smelled bullshit as soon as he started opening his fucking mouth. Yeah, but the only difference between a used car salesman and a Coke dealer (laughs) is one's on the level and one's not, so... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, true. Cocaine's fun. But, you know, uh, we... Backstory here, folks. Nick and I went uh, went shopping yesterday down at the music store, and um, I've been away for the past two weeks, pretty much, for work. And as of December seventh, marijuana is legal for recreational use in the state of Ohio, which means you can have it, you can smoke it. You can't do it while operating a vehicle, and you can't do it in restricted zones like private property where a business might say, no, don't do that. Right. But once I got home Friday and then Saturday, Nick and I went to the music store. We were in the big city, and I said, you know what? Let's find us a dispensary. I want to buy a bag of gummies. Why? So we looked for one, and Google Maps took us to some fucking bullshit. It was almost like one of those. It was a Delta Eight shop. Oh, we sell CBD and Delta Eight, and blah, blah blah. It's just as good as we blah blah blah. blah, blah, blah. So we went in there and talked to the guy, and I saw his setup. I'm like, mm, this is not. No, you don't have what I want here, dude. Right. He tried to sell us on, on well, you know, the Farm Bill and the and the United States Congress passed and it legalized marijuana. And he said that there was this loophole about um, 0.3% THC dry weight or something like that. And then once everybody figured that out, they were able to take that weak THC marijuana and sell it after they infused it with rosin which took it up to i don't what did he say between 75 and 90 yeah. percent thc and i'm like okay like sure yeah. dude sure sure yeah. and he oh man it's it's you know it's 78 79 85 percent thc and it's half the price of flour that's only like you know 25 or 30 percent and I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, no, that's not right. It's not right. Yeah, he started worrying, man. So Nick, I mean, Nick broke down and bought a twenty dollar pack of pre rolls. I mean, he knocked them off. It was like fifteen bucks for them, whatever. I'll try them. They were uh, little bullshit joints. They were half gram joints, and uh, yeah, it was only fifteen ninety nine for those. That's all I paid. And it was, they were, it for what he sold them as, joints. they were supposed to be 78 or 80% THC. How'd you feel after that? How'd you feel oh. after you smoked that thing? It was bunk weed. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. It's bunk weed. So you're, like, you're, that, guy's tr- that guy's a liar. He's a liar. Right. He's a used car salesman. For the old timers out there, the uh, old school 
stoners. You know, it wasn't fifty hun that he had rolled up in there. It was that, you know, Mexican brick yeah, weed. That's exactly it. That's he what it was. A lot of seeds and stems out of that. No, nah, he just ground all the fucking seeds and stems up with it. That fuck that shit. Fuck that guy. Fuck that yeah. store. Yeah. Fuck that shit. It so, was weed. It was just shitty weed. So to so. to to meander through the story here. After we got back in the car from that and we examined the product, I was like, yeah, no, no I'm, not, I'm not smoking that. Nick tried it. I let him try it because I was afraid there might have been some dumb bullshit in there, like some spice or something. Spice. I, ain't even, I ain't even trying to no. fucking do that. Hell no. You don't. Been there, know. done that. Spice. Don't want to do that. So I got on Weed Maps, Keith, and I looked at Ohio dispensaries and I found one down the highway about 10 miles. It was a legit medicinal marijuana dispensary. So we navigated our way there. By the way, this whole time it's fucking piss pounding rain. Yeah, it was fucking miserable. We all wanted to go home. So we get out of the car at this dispensary and run in. And there's a guy. It, it, it looked like a dispensary to me. You walk in the door and there's a guy sitting behind glass. Says, hey, do you have your card? And I said, well, no. I was wondering if you guys were doing recreational yet. And he goes, nah, man, sorry. Nope, we're not doing recreational. I'm like, is anybody around here doing recreational? He's like, no, nah, dude. They're, nobody's going to be doing that till probably like next September or something. And my my comment to him was, Jesus Christ. I love the The government's cool. I love the government. My question and, is, though, is why did you guys think that it was good to go now? Instead of what it said in the bill that takes, they have to put the regulation body in and they had to have that done by nine months or something like that. Well, I didn't read that part of the bill. I read the, I read the summary. I mean, let's face it. The abortion bill was one page, like half a page. Yeah. Yeah. Three and a half paragraphs. The weed bill was 420 pages. Okay. So Keith, this isn't about. I, I didn't fully expect them to be selling weed. I didn't expect that. I didn't either. I really I really showed up to just be like, no, well, it's legal. We can't buy it? What the fuck? Yeah, I mean, I, I, it, it, it wasn't ex- an expectation that as of December 7th, every dispensary is going to be selling weed. I kind of knew deep down that that wasn't going to be the case. But no. That doesn't make me any less pissed off because, like Nick said, the abortion bill was one fucking page. It was real fucking easy. As misleading as it was in that one page. Issue two, on the other hand, was um, fucking ridiculous. Uh, it was it was eight or eight or ten pages of very 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 fine print. Fuck you. Fuck that. Fuck this bullshit. Fuck you, government. Fuck There's you. a lot of fuck you with a break. Yeah, not really. I think a lot of it, um, especially looking at their revised code that's actually instilled now, it didn't really have a lot of fuck use. It had pretty much this is how it is and what you voted for, and that's how it is. Now, yes, I, I, I understand we voted for the bill that says these things. But so you, you don't. What was their other option? Well, what do you mean by that? 
I mean, when you vote, like, you only I, have that option. You don't have another option. Yay or nay on ex- that. Okay, so it was either yes or no. Legalize it or don't. It's not like I, there was another bill there that said legalize it with no restrictions. As of December 7th, it's good to go. Everybody can buy and sell and do whatever they want. I would have voted for that bill. Sure, but we didn't have that. And then everyone voted. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. And I'm still allowed to be pissed off that the option that we were given was fucking bullshit. I still like this option better than the first option that we had several years back. The several years back option was going to lock us into a whole hell of a lot more red tape and bullshit. This option at least has it a little bit open. Now, speaking of the Senate's introduced and passed uh, changes or amendments to it, they're talking, you know, they are cutting it in half of if you had two adults in the house or more, you could do 12. Now they're cutting it down to six. Now, they did not cut the part of six being if you're an individual down. So that is still the same if you are an individual. Speaking of incentive structures again as we talk about all the time is that i think that that's part of keeping people split because they want them to have the maximum amount and do all this other stuff some shady shit if you will so then i'm saying that they're taking it down even more to where they're taking down the equity tax if you will um, from a 35% tax rate down to a 19.5% tax rate. And then they're increasing from a 10% tax rate for training and all this other stuff for the legalization and the administrative board and all the whatever. Um, they've raised that from 10% to 19% because they took it from the equity tax. Which I like. I fuck so, that equity bullshit. That's so, fucking racism. Really, the way that it looks to me is that everything that they're doing is pretty okay besides cutting back on the plant limit. Okay. At least it's semi-acceptable from where I expect them to say we're draconian and we're going to stop you completely. Uh, One other thing that I did forget to say is that it does allow for immediate use of all of the dispensaries that are medical currently will automatically be able to sell um, recreational as well. Okay. Wait, that's... Are you serious? That is in that bill. Yep. They better fucking pass that shit. No, we don't want... We don't want the Senate one. The House is introducing one that <clears throat> just needs to be passed by the House that does the same thing, does not limit our plants, and then also changes those taxes. Okay. Like Here's my, my real big complaint here about limiting the plants from 12 to 6 is that the only good reason that I can think of for them to do that is it forces the consumer to buy from the dispensaries. They won't be able to grow enough at home to last, say, an entire year. So they will have to go to the dispensaries, and that's just the state trying to get more money well i don't know in my mind you could still position it enough to where you could probably get a decent amount but if you would be doing that you would need to set it up to where you're cloning and doing all this harvesting and stuff like once a month you know setting up in like a succession cascade kind of thing and stuff but that's a horse with a whole nother color and that's just me taking 
the agricultural learnings that I've had from micro. Ag sure. And sure. I mean, I guess from another perspective here, we are getting recreational here in Ohio. Should be happy about that. Not, uh, uh, you know, bitching about all the semantics and the specifics of it. It does sound like they're going to let us grow it. They're going to let us smoke it. And at some point, we will be able to go into a store and buy it. So uh, that's all a good thing. But, Keith, I did want to give you shit for uh, sounding like a cuck for the government. You really went full defensive here on this. <laughs> very, he's sticking up for democracy is what he's doing. It's okay. Very informative, if you will. Yes, yes. I appreciate. I mean, that was very educational what you told us about the law. That was that was excellent. There so, never should have been a law against it in the first place. That's my point. That's yeah, J. Edgar Hoover's doing. But yes, again, it is. That's all about the, what do we call it, Joe? Incentive structures. Exactly. We should just change the name of the podcast to Incentive Structures. Fuck yeah, dude. Incentive <laughs> Structures. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. No, when you really want to look at that term, Incentive Structures, I mean, uh, meth addicts have incentive structures, all right? Yeah, man. That's I why they remember. steal your shit. That's why you, you're missing your catalytic converter. <laughs> right. They were motivated... <laughs> What's your point? <laughs> that's that—that's the whole point of oh, everything I say with incentive structure. Subjectivity is uh, yeah. I mean, the in incentive structures exist to encourage people to do bad things, or sometimes in to do good things. True, but man, isn't that just at its base level, you know, pure? capitalism and entrepreneur going out yes. in the world and finding a way to make some money yes i mean yeah. and these meth heads are broke down to their base instincts and they still rely on capital yeah they're stealing your shit but uh, <laughs> anyway we're just shooting the shit here government's fucked meth is fucked maybe the government's on meth that's that's it dude government it's on meth dude okay hey, hold on yeah well weed's legal in ohio and you can't fucking buy it anywhere so dude, but speaking it's fucking the, stupid the government possibly being on meth dude there was a drop from alex jones and then on with tucker and he was saying like some outrageous stuff about Joe Biden, how he's on like fucking adrenaline and stuff right before he goes out to speak to the public and all this other. Jesus shit. Christ! Like, is Alex Jones like, still? Is he still on that adrenochrome thing? No, this ain't adrenochrome. This is no, not. Okay. This is just adrenaline. It's like an epinephrine or something like that. Just shit to like pump him the fuck it's up. It's a T hormone replacement therapy. You know, just like being in a biker club. A club. <laughs> well, like, I've been hearing for a few years people speculating that they, they're giving him, you know, prescription amphetamines yeah. to, to get him juiced up for, and it's not just him. Like, a lot of our politicians do this 
so they can be on point and precise and and appear with it right on camera it's it's not just joe biden a lot of people do this stuff i don't know if it's true or not but i mean shit if it were me i would do it they give fighter pilots amphetamines to keep them awake and alert in the cockpit yep there are some long flights at times and it's important to be awake in that bird so uh yeah i mean i guess it's a thing still government sucks and uh we need to replace it yeah i don't mean overthrow the government i mean Get rid of everybody in the government and get new in there and install term limits. Yep. Agreed. And get rid of the lobby. Yep. Yes, 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 yes. Get rid of lobbying. And do you know how much that would fix what's wrong with government? So much. I mean, it's really only two things, but those three things. We got to vote out all of these people, install fresh blood. Who put term limits on their own jobs? You know what lobbying is part of in Congress? What's that? Keith, Keith, what is it? Lobbying is part of the incentive structures. Yeah, that's why Congress is so fucking corrupt. A lobbyist comes along and says, "Hey, I'm gonna try and uh, um, let me see here." Here, we'll go with this. I'm a uh, tobacco company, and I want to sell tobacco. And right now, the federal government has a bunch of restrictions on tobacco. And, uh, hey, we're going to put about a million dollars into your portfolio and give you a bunch of stock in Philip Morris if you could uh, lift a few of these restrictions on the tobacco industry for us. We'd sure appreciate it. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, that's not lobbying. That's bribery. Oh, I'm sorry. We're not going to give you a million dollars. We're going to make a million dollar campaign contribution to your super PAC. (laughs) Now that, that is how they do it. It's disgusting. It's I mean, just going to get worse, too. Yeah, it is. It is. Super PACs are growing. I mean, politics is a billion-dollar industry, dude. It really is. We have capitalized politics in this country. And the news media is right there in the middle of it. It's, it is. it's an entertainment industry now. It's crazy. It absolutely is an entertainment industry. And and if that's how we're going to do government these days, then we should really go to a... Uh, um, if you've ever watched British Parliament, I mean, these guys are standing up, screaming at each other. They're mm-hmm. getting in fistfights on the floor of Parliament. That's what I want out of our Congress and Senate. If 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 it's just going to be 
a uh, a uh, a massive entertainment industry, then let the senators fight it out. You know. It'll be entertaining. C-SPAN would be totally different, dude. Totally different. Oh, yeah, that'd be more like a celebrity deathmatch on C-SPAN. And and I'm about that. That'd be fucking great. Let's put Trump and Biden in a ring. Better yet, let's put Trump in the ring versus a Biden and Hillary tag team. Mm -hmm. Cage deathmatch. And we have Joe Rogan as a referee, just like old Miles Davis was back. Or no, it wasn't. Who was it? Uh, not Miles Davis. Shit. You, you guys remember Celebrity Deathmatch? Who was the referee? Yeah, his name was Miles. Let's get it on. That's it. That's it. Oh, shit. Uh, (laughs) We're going to, this is going to take some video editing here, Keith, but I just had to do something funny. Oh, yeah. It's hilarious for me. (laughs) Fucking shit. We'll have a copy of that, but yeah. Good, good. Cause I wish you guys could have seen what was going on. Well, you guys were talking about, I don't know, Congress and maybe British Parliament and stuff. <clears throat> oh, did the neighbor stop by for a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> Man, I don't, I don't know what you mean. Yeah. But anywho, fuck the government. Fuck it all the way. All the way to fucking hell. Fuck them. They're fucking stupid. And every little bit of shit that they pretend that they're doing for us is all for them. Right. This legalization of weed in Ohio and all the states around, it's all going to line their fucking pockets because they suck fucking dick. And I fucking hate them all. Smoke and mirrors. All it is is to smoke and mirrors and keep us lazy and keep us doing other shit. Smoke and mirrors, bread and circuses, fucking government incentive structures. Da, 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 da. Shit Dude, I'm gonna have to make cereal. that. I'm gonna, do, I'm gonna write that down right now. Joe, am I gonna get called Dear Henry for my uh, diatribe tonight here? <laughs> <laughs> There's a hole in my bucket, dear Liza, dear Liza. Liza. There's a hole. Yeah. Yeah, well, you have that kind of thing. You'll have that. It's okay. It'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy, man. But yes, it'll be no problem editing over that that line for you <laughs> I appreciate and, uh, that moving on to something that maybe government should be fucking handling and they're not but uh, I I guess I'm not really 
quite sure what's going on with this one. Maybe none of us are, but tonight there were some threats against uh, high schools, elementary schools, nationwide. Uh, I know my kid's high school was... All the parents received a notification a few hours ago that there was a threat made. Um, they say it was not a credible threat. They can't, you know, find any real basis for it. But apparently it was from a Russian terrorist. Um, I guess, you know, unfortunately in this day and age, Occasionally, there are threats made against schools, but usually these threats are localized. It usually involves one specific school, and it's usually, you know, some kid trying to get the day out of school, so he calls in a bomb threat or something stupid like that. And, uh, of course, the police can track that kid down and arrest him, charge him with terrorism, and send him to Guantanamo Bay. As, as um, they should. Like that's, that's the only thing the government's good for. That's legal. and they fail at that too. Do that. If you're charged with terrorism, you can. You, well, I guess Gitmo's not open anymore, is it? Unofficially. It unofficially. Is, it is I'm officially sure closed. Yeah, there's not American military there, but there's probably American contractors there running it. Uh huh. And those are the yeah. best ones because those American contractors can tell the American government to go fuck yourself or pay me more. Well, if you're not wearing the uh, American military uniform, then technically Geneva's Convention doesn't apply to you. That's that's a beautiful thing. That's beautiful. I wasn't aware but, of that. That's cool. Then again. Here in America, we call that term contractors, but everywhere else in the world, they're mercenaries. Fucking mercenaries. And fuck mercenaries because you're fighting for nothing more than a dollar. You're not really believing in anything. And given my, my whole, well, half of our episode last week was on the honor and integrity of our military. And that's the thing, our military, you're you're fighting for this country you're fighting for your neighbors your community you're fighting for uh, the freedom of another people or maybe you're just helping out somebody in need but mercenaries they do it for a dollar and they'll do it for whoever pays them the most there's no loyalty there's no honor there's no i don't know man i don't know there's no honor in being i don't know about that i don't know and Obviously, this is coming from a guy that never served, regrettably so, but um, there are a lot of former people that formerly served in the U.S. Armed Forces that do have that loyalty, but now they're contractors. and Well, they're contractors because they make probably three times the amount of money to yeah. do the same job. But they've already been through all the shit. I mean, I get it. I understand. That our own forces, forces go through. And they, Coming a, from a the lot United of them, States. they still believe in what we believe in. 
yes, let me amend my comment. Now, for uh, contractors, and I mean former American service members who are now private contractors doing the same job that they were in the military, I, I, I understand completely why they go and do it. And I'm, I'm really not trying to insult anybody here, but, uh, and, and I guess that's why the term contractor exists because these were American service members who did possess the honor and integrity that was required to be an American military member. So when they go to the uh, private contractor world, they still carry those those morals and those principles with them into that job. But worldwide, mercenaries are a different breed of combatant, and there is no honor, there's no integrity, there's no trust. They're a hired gun, and they will do the job for the most amount of money. Yeah, yeah, you're right, but let's not let let's make an important distinction here. What you and I are talking about right now are former American service members that are now putting their skills they learned as service members out there for contract and making good money doing it while yes. also upholding yes. a, a good yes. uh, moral stance. However, no, I, I, let's I, not... I, I, wait, 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 wait. I got to cut you off. Let's not conflate those sorts of people with uh, people like Yegevni Prigozhin, who is the head of a mercenary company that works for Russia. That dude has no loyalty to his, his country because yes. he turned back towards Moscow, even after being under contract by Putin. He turned on Moscow and... He kept going until they said, all right, all right, here's some more money. And he said, all right, we won't kill you all now. We'll go do the thing you want us to do. That, that's the difference. That's a, if, for me, when I think the, of the word mercenary, that's what I think. I don't that's think... extortionist. <laughs> that was extortion. Yeah, well, that's also what I think when I, when I hear the word mercenary. I'll do what you want me to do. I don't care how bad it is as long as you pay me enough. But the moment I think you're not paying me enough, I'm going to come kill you until you pay me enough. Okay, thanks. You paid me enough. Now I'll go, you know, um, murder in innocent Ukrainians or whatever it is. Or I'll decide not to take over Belarus. That's, right. that's, that's mercenary. Right. Um, Contractors for the United States... I'm sure there are some bad apples, but on they're the whole, still, they're they're, they're U.S. Still, service members. Yes, yes, and I guess I want to be a little more specific here. I guess I've been talking about um, uh, combatants, we'll say, um, the people who would actually be in combat in these scenarios, because there's a whole slew of former service members who are now civilian contractors working for the military, doing all sorts of non-combatant jobs, um, you know, from supply, logistics. Um, I know in the Air Force, there's all kinds of technical contractors, especially for the aircraft. And 
most of those jobs are former service members. So I'm, I, you know, those guys, they really are the tip of the sword. They are uh, the smartest and the best to do those jobs. And that's why those companies hired former military because they know what they're doing. So, man, uh, can you, I don't know if you can do this, but if you can, can you explain to me the rank structure yes. of, of civilians in well, military contract service? Because this, is, this yes. is a new world for me. When I listened to Joe Rogan with, um, shit, I can't remember the dude's name. He was one of the whistleblowers on the UAP project going and testifying before Congress about UAPs and UFOs and all that. Okay. Former former right. service member of the Air Force, no. but but now he's a civilian, but he's a full bird colonel. Okay, right. I, I, I don't understand okay. how that works. So, um, let's start with rank structure because most people understand rank structure and it varies yes. from service branch. But it is all, you know, there's nine or ten ranks. You have the enlisted ranks, which are E1 through E9. Okay, the, that's the enlisted ranks, meaning your airman, your private, your, uh, I believe it's ensign in the Navy. Yeah. That is E1. And then a senior master sergeant or a... a, a whatever they call them in the other branches that I don't give a shit about. Those are E9s. Okay. Then you have your officer ranks. Officer ranks are O for officer, one through nine again, with one being a lieutenant and nine being a general or an admiral. Of course, there are four different ranks for generals and admirals. Yeah. Actually, there's five, but there's only ever been one five-star, Ike Eisenhower. We like so, Ike. Ike. Ike was good shit. Um, although Mattis should have had a fifth. Anyway. Yeah, he should have. <laughs> but anyways, so, okay. So that's the military so That's the structure. military rank structure. There's also warrant officers in there, but I'm not going to confuse you because... I mean, honestly, everybody's still trying to figure it out what a warrant officer actually is and what they actually do. Anyways, I don't understand that the Air Force doesn't have warrant officers. You're either enlisted or an officer. So you are paid based on your um, rank, based on your rank, based on your E or O rate. And that your uh, time in service is also taken into consideration there. And there's a whole table that the government puts out and it's updated every few years. Uh, when, whenever the military gets a raise, they update this table. And it is your base pay at this rank for this many years of service. Okay. And... Uh, those same pay structures exist for civilian employees working in the military realm. All right. Now, 
there's two different structures yet again, and we can look at them as enlisted and officer structures. The enlisted structure is known as wage grade, and these are people who are working an hourly wage, and these are usually, uh, we'll call them, uh, I don't know, technical jobs or things like that. I worked as a WG for a while, um, but then I got a different job and I was working as a GS, okay? That's a salary job, government salary. Um, and those would be your officer positions. And again, these WG starts at one and goes up to nine. You would top out at WG nine. The officer side of the civilian structure would be GS one through nine, 12, 15. It goes a lot higher in the civilian realm. It really does because, okay. because they are paying doctors, scientists, brilliant genius people who you have to compete with the private world to get these people to work with you. You know what I mean? Well, and I, th I think that's a beautiful thing about our country is that our, our military and our government, well, I'm not going to say our government because fuck them, but our military, which I love, they figured out that they're not the end all be all. No. They can reach out to, they can reach out to the academic world and find these nerds that are going to take yes. our country to the next level in defense, offense, um, prosperity. Yeah. Uh, yes. You know yes. the 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 reduction of poverty and suffering in the world. Yes. That's what I love about it. And I'm asking this question of you, you know, to make these two comparisons: civilian rank and military rank because yes. i love the idea like why the fuck wouldn't we do that i love it i mean it is it it is a real thing uh think of um the movie top gun it's a scene that it passed right by everybody they probably never thought about it but when uh charlie comes walking out and uh the commander is introducing her he says mm -hmm. she is a civilian contractor, but she carries the rank of colonel. So you will treat her as one, the same as you would me. He even said it right there. She was an officer, and all of those pilots and those flyboys sitting there listening to her had to treat her as an officer because she was. She was a civilian, but she was an officer. So last question here to clarify this for me, and it's still not super clear, but it's, it's more clear than it was. So I appreciate that. But um, do these civilian contractors have to have served? Not necessarily. No. Okay. Good. Good. Not necessarily. However, um, service in a military branch does give you preference when you're applying for government jobs. And I don't care what it is. If I were to go apply as it should, as it should snow, there's a point system there when you apply for these state yeah. and federal jobs. And, uh, you know, your previous work history, there's a lot of different things that can give you more points. 
and uh, you know, military service is a big one. Well, let's let me let me equate this for our listeners. If there are two people going for this job, let's say it's um, an intelligence officer with um, the State Department, and their job is to gather intelligence on a certain uh, group of of suspected terrorists and Yemen. If if there are two people going for that job and one of them and they're they're both equally qualified, equally qualified, but one of them's a civilian and always has been and one of them has served. In my opinion, of course we're going to take the person who has served. They've already proved themselves. Yep. So I I think that's I fine. Think so. I think that's fine. Yeah. Granted that they have a good military service record. I mean, Correct. I don't, I'm not saying that if uh, a, well, a good law-abiding all... citizen with the, the credentials should be passed over for a military member that has been suspected of, uh, I don't know, maybe they've been in the brig too many times for in, being in bar fights. Eh, maybe, right. maybe not, but... You know, right off the bat, I think we should really consider the military service member before someone who Absolutely. hasn't served. Absolutely. Okay, well, that brings it into perspective for me a little bit. I appreciate that because that answers your question. Since since I heard that podcast and since we had that conversation with that mutual friend of ours, I was like, "How does this even fucking work? I didn't even know this was really a yeah. thing." Yeah. That's it's really interesting to me, and I and like I, it. I'm not gonna lie; those are those are sweet jobs, man. Sweet oh yeah, they are. Yeah, jobs. they are. Absolutely. So, um, you know the the job that I had was it was dependent on remaining a military member to maintain it. So uh, it just it didn't work out. But, Joe, you remember back when I was working on base here in, near home. I was working as a civilian. I wasn't a military member then. I didn't. I don't remember that. Because at that time, I was technically only uh, in the guard. So uh, during the week, I was a civilian. And that was a, that was it was a federal job. That was uh, I was working for the federal government as an active guard and reserve, but it was civilian. Okay. And that's, that is how I got away with walking into the Colonel's office, telling him to go fuck himself. And I'm sick of his bullshit. I quit. Fuck you. Get bucked and walked <laughs> out. Yeah. Well, with a good four day beard on in civilian clothes at about 10 30 in the morning, nice and late. <laughs> and for our listeners that's a whole long story but yeah it's a good story nonetheless okay well that that explains that i'm gl- I'm glad i have a better picture of it i should probably do a little more research on my own but i'm i'm really fucking happy and this is coming from a guy that i carried lots of guilt carried lots of guilt as an individual, just within myself, I don't express this to a lot of people, 
but I carry lots of guilt that I didn't even try to enlist when Mark, mm. our country was at war and uh, all of my Joe. best all of my best friends went Joe. and fought the war and I was too busy chasing ass and and smoking weed. I mean, Joe. pretending to smoke weed for the first time, I mean, because it's not legal or wasn't legal then. And uh, yeah, you're a soul surviving heir, soul surviving son. You shouldn't have to go. I'll go Your fuck yourself. Has one son left. Yeah. Saving Private Ryan was all about saving some poor mother's last son. Yeah, well, uh, uh, I don't necessarily think that's the way we should do it. Yeah, I understand that. Um, and I don't know. There's a lot of different reasons that somebody enlists and serves in the military. A lot of us had fathers and grandfathers who served. Uh, a lot of us just feel compelled that uh, it's our it's our duty to serve our country, to do our part. That was why um, I was trying to join. To me, it was, I mean, it was both, really. Um, you know, my, my, my family owned a farm, owned land. Um, to the best of my knowledge, tracing back, we have always had a member of the family in the military. Um, a member of our family has served in the past five wars, so I enlisted. But, uh, you know, I had one grandfather who died during the Battle of the Bulge in World War II. I had another grandfather who was drafted into Korea. We talked about him last week. Um, my father and uh, one of my uncles served in the Navy during Vietnam. Um, I had a cousin who was in Desert Storm in the Navy. Uh, uh, your dad was a fucking corpsman, wasn't he? Yes, dad and one of his brothers was uh, in the Navy during Vietnam. Um, they volunteered, by the way. They weren't drafted in Vietnam. They volunteered. And uh, then I chose to join the Air Force. Uh, mainly because, well, uh, they did offer a $20,000 signing bonus at the time when everybody else was offering 5000 and they paid all your college, and there there was a good incentive structure to do Oh, you said, you said the ah, word. You said, he, he said it. He said it. So, uh, but also, dad was Navy. My grandfathers were Army. It was time for someone from our family to make a stand in the Air Force. Yeah, yeah I hear you. And that's one of my biggest regrets in life is that I didn't, didn't even try to serve. Maybe they would have told me to get fucked. Keith, you can relate. You tried. They told you to get fucked. But I didn't even fucking try. And now I look back and I'm like, after all the bullshit that's happened over the past 25 years since I was able to serve, and now here I sit behind my computer doing this podcast once a week, bitching about the state of the world, bitching about our stupid fucking government, bitching about okay. our culture, and Listen. I did nothing. 
I just want to throw this out there because I enlisted into a peacetime military. We weren't at war. I enlisted in 2000. Oh. Before September 11th happened. I was on my way to being a senior in high school when I went and enlisted. So, yeah, I... Nice, man. There was no war when I enlisted. It doesn't have to be a war. And before I could go to boot Because like you said, it's not about war. It's about keeping people alive. Right. That's why I joined. I didn't join to go to war. It was never about that. It was about serving my country. It was about... You know, going out into the world and to um, uh, these foreign nations and helping people in need, you know, That's building dams, cleaning up right. after natural disasters. That's, you know what, when I was a kid and in the 90s, and we talked about this uh, last week. And uh, what I remember seeing on TV was the images of the Army and the Marines down in Africa trying to help all of these refugees, trying to get them to safety, trying to care for them. It touches you. That's what yeah. I remembered. Absolutely. That's what I wanted to serve. Well, I mean, let's be honest. Those guys probably fought tooth and nail to keep each other alive to just get there to help those people. And the other reason was... What's more beautiful than that? You know, I had heard stories from my grandfather about uh, World War II and about Korea. I'd heard all the stories from my father about Vietnam and what it was like coming home afterwards, which were two totally different experiences for those oh, yeah. men coming home from World War II in Korea versus coming home from Vietnam. But um, I felt it was important to honor their sacrifices, but also the traditions that were set down and needed to be upheld you know, that's what I was really hearing in all of their stories when I was a kid. I was hearing about the traditions, the honor and the integrity of being an American soldier, an airman, a sailor, a Marine. That is what we all heard about when we were kids, when we thought about the American military. Yeah. G.I. Joe was a badass, but it wasn't because he was out there killing everybody. The American way is what he was fighting for. That's it. Well, we went back to last week again, but... Fucking A. Hey, I will raise a fucking drink to G.I. fucking Joe. G.I. Um, Joe and the fucking American way. Hold on. I'm actually going to look something up here because G.I. Joe is actually patterned after an actual person. I want to make sure I got this story right before I put it on there because we actually have listeners now. I'll be back. I got to piss, folks.
Okay. Well, that's interesting. I guess G.I. Joe was nothing more than the world's first action figure. And it was developed by Hasbro to be sold just like the Barbies were. It was it was a Barbie for the boys, yet Barbie and G.I. Joe. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I had no clue that that's how that was. I thought it was patterned after... It was inspired by a 1945 film. Huh. That's interesting. So, by the way, if you didn't know, GI stands for General Infantry. Which, everybody in the Army is an infantryman first. Everybody's a rifleman first. It's not that way in the Air Force. I mean, it kind of is. Everybody learns to handle the rifle and they fire it at boot camp. So everybody has that experience and training. But not everybody carries a rifle every day. Only security forces does. And the, uh, the badass career fields like the the PJs and the uh, TACP guys, man, TACP are badass sons of bitches. Uh, those are uh, forward observers. They're the guys in country uh, with a Marine unit, an Army unit. And they're in communication with the bird overhead. They're marking targets to drop bombs and lay out their bombs. Yeah, TACP are badasses. In general, you still have a sidearm there, don't you? Don't you still? No. You don't normally? No. No. Mm. No. Now, like, okay. So I worked in civil engineering, and normally we never had a rifle. But there were a lot of situations when we would be in in combat areas where yes we would be armed and but the rifle would be across our back and the shovel would be in our hands we'd be actively working building anything from runways uh buildings uh you name it we could build anything we needed to uh dams ponds retention ponds um Damn. Damn. so uh <laughs> Yeah, that was that, that was a real thing, um, Joe. Keith, when I was security forces, yes, I carried a rifle. I carried a sidearm. I also carried a non-government issue sidearm. I carried my own private sidearm because I hated that M9 Beretta. One, it's a nine mil, and I wanted a 45. It was just that simple. Uh, it's just a knockdown power issue. And with the job that I was doing, I felt that uh, in the moment, if it was necessary for me to go from rifle to my sidearm, knockdown power is more important than getting back on target for that second and third shot. I don't know. There's always this that, that debate. 
you could even I was going to be in close quarters indoors most likely I was going to be close quarters indoors so right that's why either way you still need to be proficient at it because it doesn't mean shit if you're not used to shooting it I can show you my ribbon Oh no, I believe it, dude. I mean, <laughs> that's I was telling I know Joe yesterday. It would be really cool uh instead of, you know, like a sign at the end of my driveway that says, you know, beware sharpshooter or uh this property defended by Smith and Wesson or something like that. No, it's just going to be a picture of my sharpshooter ribbon. That's it. But nice. like just just that on a metal sign down there, put it on a post right there. And if you don't know what that means, <laughs> you're a dead son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been a fun little show, hadn't it? Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, what's this? Uh, uh, ben Shapiro, dear, you guys haven't really given an update on Ben in a while. And I'm getting parched. Yeah. So, uh, Ben Shapiro in this um, guy, I forget, um, capturing... Um, hold on. I can look it up here in just a second. But anyways, it's a, a Ben Shapiro, which he's very um, conservative Jewish, um, practicing Jew. and Orthodox Jew. Orthodox Jew. No, he, he, is. He, 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 is he? He's as Jewish as they come. So am I. Well. Yeah, sure you are. Yeah. I mean, foreskin-wise. Yeah. <laughs> So, anyways, he um, was having a debate about, like, is uh, religion good for society and everything else uh, with this um, atheist and all that other jazz. So, it was pretty good. I didn't know if anyone else heard that or not. Um, where uh, Was this recent? Where, where yeah. was this debate? I haven't seen it. This is recent. They just put it out not too long ago. Is this the one where he was at uh, Cambridge? Uh, it was a sit-down. Was it a sit-down? It was a sit-down. Okay, I'm not familiar with this. And, of course, because we're recording and stuff, my shit's like, going so slow. Oh, yeah, it's Alex O'Connor is the guy that he talked to. Alex... O'Connor. Okay, so it was on uh, Premier Unbelievable's podcast, Sit Down. So it uh, their premise is, um, is religion good or bad for society? It's Ben Shapiro versus Alex O'Connor. Um, and yeah. Well, fucking A. I'm going to have to check that out because I already know how I feel about this, but um, I've seen... I've seen the brightest of atheist minds or agnostic minds go up against people like Ben Shapiro and and uh, Dennis Prager and uh, Thomas Sowell, who isn't even really that religious. But uh, and I, I um, do you remember when um, Jordan Peterson 
went up against uh fuck what's his name ah shit Sam Harris. Oh yeah. You guys yeah, know yeah. Sam Harris? Yeah. Sam Harris is a, an absolute genius. And and to see Jordan and and Ben make arguments for morality and and virtue and Nick this is this is this is what you and I do all the time. You and I argue for the same point from two different perspectives. I argue, always argue that without religion, these basic moral virtues probably wouldn't exist. And you argue, shut the fuck up, you argue that they would exist had Judeo-Christian values never become a thing. No, 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 no. I think you misunderstood me on that. Uh, uh, or at very I'm least, argue, your last argument, argument was we that... We are moving beyond the Judeo-Christian values, and we are evolving to a point where we just simply don't need that anymore. Yeah, okay? and that's, we're, that's we're where we disagree. Need that anymore. But yes, it was all started by Judeo-Christian values. And Greek Enlightenment. Yes. Yes, yes, I, I, uh, I will, I will give you that, and that's, I mean, uh... Uh, I, and that's that's where the breakdown always comes in between me and you, because as our society deg degrades, see, I can find, I it. say like, yeah, yeah, obviously, we got rid of religion, you know, thirty, forty, fifty years ago, and have been phasing it out, and things have been getting worse and worse and worse and worse. Yeah. Now that, that's our breakdown. Okay. Let me just say this. When we're talking about morality and Judeo-Christian values, let us look at a place in the world where these things did not exist, yet it seems there are very moral people living in a thriving society such as the Maasai tribe. Now, They uh, have only recently started receiving education, but they were still a, a, very a very moral society. What? Maasai. I believe. Maasai warriors. They're a fairly well-known tribe in, in Africa. I can't remember yeah. which which African country. Sorry to stop you. For very a proud, very noble tribe. Yeah. Um, Who believe in God? They believe in God and, and the Maasai culture. But it's not Judeo-Christian. But it is. No, it's not. Yeah, not, it is. They're not preaching about Jesus, yeah. are they? But the thing is, though, is that there's also like Indian tribes or Native American, whatever you want to call them and stuff, that had the same thing. 
that were that kind of tribalistic, but so, did not have yeah. Christ and everything else, but they were still preaching of God. For sure. That way. For sure. For sure. So, so, so the, the, these, these tribes in Africa and in North America, 300, 400 years ago, they didn't believe in Jesus and the Holy Trinity and stuff, but they believed in a higher religious power. Okay. okay well then don't let the, the Catholic church, the Jewish church and the Protestant churches try to claim province over the morality of Western society. Because while they had a hand in it, they are not the token um, originator. Maybe not the originator. It would have... I I still say it would have naturally happened in humanity. Well, yeah, sure. The American American natives would have eventually found the wheel after, you know, 5,000 more years. But then we colonized and showed them, hey, guess what? We already have the wheel, and we've perfected your, your, your religion and all this morality. The wheel because of Judeo-Christian values, Joe. That's not what I'm saying, dude. Uh, that's, and the Judeo-Christian values, I guess I can't say that. What I'm saying is that that Judeo-Christian values didn't hasten the Industrial Revolution. Yeah, they did. Absolutely, they did. I guess they did. They did. I, 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 they did. That, that, this is my whole point with every, every debate you and I have surrounding this subject. Without Judeo-Christian values, the whole fucking world would be, I don't know, two or three thousand years behind where we are now. But can you agree that we are evolving past the need for religion? No. We are evolving towards a greater need for religion. And and, and the, the proof is in the pudding, dude. Yeah. I say it every time we have this conversation. We started this bullshit with something that doesn't exist in the Constitution. This separation of church and state was derived from a letter to Tom, from Chom, Thomas Jefferson to um, a body. I can't remember which body of politics this minute, was. What are you claiming now? Fact. I'm claiming fact. Thomas Jefferson was arguing in a letter. Uh, Thomas Jefferson was arguing in a letter to a body politic in the colonies that separation of church and state is probably a bad idea. So fast forward to, you know, the 1950s, 1960s, his letter, because he's Thomas Jefferson, was taken and stripped down to Thomas Jefferson thinks that the church and the state should be completely separate and we should never have God in school or or Congress or the Supreme Court or we should never consider religion in anything, which was the opposite of Thomas Jefferson's wishes. And now, now we have what you would consider separation of church and state. In fact, it's not separation, it's opposition. Between church and state. That is not good. Separation, maybe. That might be okay. 
in terms of religious freedom. But to say that separation of church and state equals opposition of the state to the church, no. That's what we have now is opposition, not separation. So fuck that. In the name of right. in the name of some fucking holy wars, because you know the the Church of England got it wrong a few times. Oh, oh, oh! The Crusades were so bad. The Crusades were How so often bad. How was the Church of England really right here? I will bring a fucking Church of England expert onto this show next week, and we will hash this out for fucking real. Or is it because you know uh, the 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 Catholic Church elected uh, a communist pope, or the Catholic Church all of has, has had has exercised malfeasance and hiding their their priests' um, uh, go back youth of boys, uh, uh, the book back. burnings, the book burnings in ancient. Almost yeah, ancient history. Forever, and it really hit a goddamn prison in uh, fucking Great Britain and uh, throughout uh, throughout Europe, really, because it, it splits off into all these Protestant sects. And you That's the Church of England. That should, uh, no, 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 no. Luther going haywire and taking. A That's bunch the of Church of England. That is not Catholicism. You're right, you're Fuck right. you. Church of England. Church of England. Oh. Don't don't say fuck you because Catholicism has a whole fucking slew of its own issues and has throughout absolutely absolutely and that is my point that is my point so because the Church of England and the Catholic Church and you know who hasn't had that many issues against their their doctrine Judaism they don't have that many issues but just because that this is what Fucking boggles my mind about all, all you folks that, that do you mean they don't argue against. Issues. They've been fighting the same fucking war for 2,000 years. That's one issue. That is one issue. Um, but it's it, a big one. Well, you know <laughs> what? Really you know what? Big one. Okay, you changed my mind. From the river to the sea. You're right. From the river to the sea. See my point now? Just because there were some mistakes by some fucking horrible, stupid people in the past. You know what? You're right. You know what? You're right. Fuck God. Fuck all that. You know, you're right. Take it to its furthest point. That's it. That's what you do. That's what you do. Uh, I'm so sick. Your argument is always, I'm so sick of these fucking Christians that go scream it, scream it, uh, drug-addled, uh, waitresses on Sunday mornings after church that I hate religion and we shouldn't have any part of religion and we have no it's need not. for religion and we're evolving past it and if if anyone needs religion it's those people right there yeah they went to church that Sunday but they didn't practice religion but they showed up that's it Okay. that's not religion I am simply arguing that we are evolving past the need for religion and I'm proving to you that we are evolving towards the need for religion. Joe, 150 years ago, people were getting gunned down every day on the 
streets in the old never mind i'm going to stop what i'm saying now yeah well and they don't practice religion flip me off please You guys ever watch? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> now follow me here, Keith. Maybe you have seen this show, um, just because you've got younger kids and Joe does. You ever seen a show on Nickelodeon called Captain Man? No. Was it Captain Man or uh, Harvey Danger? That's it, Harvey Danger. No. Henry Danger. Henry Harvey Danger. Danger sounds familiar to me. Anyway, it's a show about this kid who uh, discovers uh, this local guy is actually a superhero and he's got all these superpowers. And he becomes a sidekick for this superhero. So they run around town and they're thwarting all these horrible crimes like you know, the theft of shopping carts from the supermarket. Somebody spray painted a wall at the park. These are all like misdemeanor crimes that they're fighting. But as you watch the show, you learn that they, they just, they live in an entirely moral society where somebody stealing a shopping cart or vandalizing a park wall is a crime that would require a superhero. <clears throat> and my kids loved the show and it was a pretty good show. I watched it a lot. But the more I watched it, the more I was, you know, I guess looking into phil philosophical side of it and uh, seeing how the society was that these people lived in. And there just wasn't any real crime. There was never murder rape, uh, any of these horrible, heinous crimes that are, are, you know, biblical sins. You know, it was all just, just, I guess, minor misdemeanor crimes. It was interesting. But my point here is I can see society and humanity evolving to that point someday. It makes it nice. All right. All right, Joe, you're going to be first because it looks like you're just centered already. So ready? Go. Yeah, well, fuck terrorism, fuck radical Islamists, and fuck this bullshit of church and state separation. I'm fucking over it. We need religion. We need Judeo-Christian values and Greek enlightenment. Or we're going to fail. So read your Bible. Read some fucking good books. And Nick, go fuck yourself. It's your turn. All right. Well, listen, folks. The world's gone crazy. The government is fucked. And they're not here to help. They never were. 
And uh, when the shit hits the fan, and uh, it's going to, it is coming. I think that's more obvious every day. You can rely on your local American veterans to help, to lead. In these times of crises, they will be there to serve just as they were once before. So I raise my glass to every veteran out there. Thank you, brother. I love you. God bless everybody. And thanks for your belief in God. And I would say shit will hit the fan probably sooner than later. Get trained by those veterans and others while you can instead of waiting until shit hits the fan to only have their back. So, love God. See you all. Peace. Thanks, everybody. Have a great Love night. you guys. <laughs>